Sammy K at DC Improv. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, phrase Sammy K at DC Improv. Yes! Oh my God. Are you like loving your life? Oh my gosh. Thank you for tuning in. It's the Hey Frage podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Frazier, Sammy K. I am feeling really good. Really? Why? Yeah. Why are you feeling so good today? What's... Well, you know, I just get really energized. It, don't you look at this time in our life as like these moments that we're going to look back on as the best? Like the struggle is real. The I mean, struggle is real. You've got to grind say. like no other. Sammy is like, this man, oh my God, is working so hard on his snacklins business, this business, then making money other places. So, you know, we both, the hustle is real, but then don't you walk in here and you're like, look around sometimes and you're like, oh my God, we're on the iconic DC improv stage. I'm working with my best buddy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we're creating magic every day. And the people that listen are incredible listeners. You guys are going for your dreams. Like, doesn't it feel like a moment? I mean, yeah, definitely a moment. Yeah, taking it taking in. taking it in. Yeah, I'm just taking it in <laughs> right now. Sammy needs more coffee. Uh, anyway, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with my dear friend and co-host, Sammy K. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, you know it's going to be a great show when two things happen. One, we still have not figured out what LBC stands for. Okay, yesterday a lot of people were tweeting us various different things. Well, here, at least everyone realized it's not Long Booty Can or whatever you said. <laughs> long Booty I don't even remember. Long booty cop? Long booty... Regardless, it was wrong. Right. Okay. Well, and then you know it's going to be a good day. When yesterday on the show, I was so white that people sent me an article. Two people tagged me in an article called uh, Seven Stages of White People Getting Woke. <laughs> That's when you know. That's, okay. Hashtag you're so white. When people are tagging you in, seven stages of white people getting woke. Oh, I got texts. I got <laughs> tweets from people being like, oh, my God, I've been listening. I have said Sarah is so white at least seven times in the first 20 minutes. I was oh like, my God. yeah, that happens. It is so true. So um, I'll read you that article, by the way. And I want to see if you think that I am waking up to society. Because I read it when people <laughs> tagged it. And I thought... I thought I've done the first three steps. I have four more to go, but I'm at least already. You're acknowledging? Yes. Sarah, it's like alcoholism, I guess. You know, your whiteness is like a disease, okay? You've got to. It's, it's a, a disease? Slow, it's like a slow process that you have to slow. <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. Like, you're, you're talking to me. I have no idea. I'm such a confusion of ethnicities, and I have no idea what I am on a daily basis. Well, you do have diversity, and you are a minority. But I'm just, I have, but even then, I have no idea. Like, I'm a minority as well, please. People hate women. Here I am, you know, just this woman trying to crusade. See, that's probably one thing. Now you're trying to say, like, no, I'm a minor. I understand what you're going through. I'm a woman. I think that's different. Being a white woman in this country is not as difficult as being. Well, that's true. I acknowledge that. Like, I acknowledge that. I, and I'll read you this article, and you can tell me if you think that my white ass is waking up. Okay. Is, is it going to get woke? It's going to get woke. Okay. It is going to get woke on this podcast. Also, we've got to call our moms because 20% of moms regret raising their kids with this. And I am wondering, our moms were fully grown people. I'm wondering if, and maybe we just called Zenoob and we see Zenoob. Just don't, just don't say Z. Let's call her Z. Mama Z. Maybe we just call Mama Z because when I told you about this story, you actually have a very funny 
context around this. So, do you want to call her now, or are you going to wait a few minutes? I can't. It's up to you. You tell me. Yeah, call her now. Alright. Um, here's the story. So, 20% of moms actually regret the name that they gave their child. Um, and this is from a new study from Jezebel, where they said they surveyed parents, and they found that 20% of parents actually wish they could have named their kids something else. Um, other reasons, they, the, and reasons why that they regret naming their kid a certain name, one was because of the nicknames they developed from it. So, oh, yeah. Like, look, I have a cousin named Anise. A-N-I-S. Oh, no, and it's, everyone's called him Anus. Well, no, here's the thing. Luckily, Anus. he lives in Tunisia. But I was like, this is, he's like, I was thinking of coming to America, like studying maybe, trying to get some jobs. I was like, absolutely not, man. He's like, why? I go, because everyone's going to call you Anus. You're going to walk into a job and they go, so, Anus, what do you bring to the team? That's what they're going to do. Everyone's going to call you Anus. There's no way. Like, you either got to change your name or stay in Tunisia. One of the two. Hi! Oh, my God. I would be so bad at that, too. I would be like, hi, Anus. It's so great to meet you. I would never have any idea. Um, so some of the other reasons, 11% said the nicknames were terrible. Uh, then they also said that um, 10% of people said as the person got older, the child got older, the name just didn't fit them. Um, also, 21% said sell it, spelling and pronunciation troubles were a big reason. So they wish that, which... Which is kind of what mine was. Which kind of is your situation, Which is right? my situation. Let's see if mom's going to answer that. Hello. Oh, what's up? You did answer. Yay, what's up, you Mom? Answered. Hey, Shabby, hi. Hey, what's up? You're on the podcast, so hey, don't sit, so don't swear. Hi, oh my how God. See, yay, yay, yay. how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Look at hold on, Mom, listen to this. Listen to this. Hey Sarah, try to say her name. Okay, this is terrible. I always say it Zenob, but it's not. Nope. No. no. It's actually Mama Z. Mama Z. I'm going with Mama Go Z. Go Mama Z. I'm going with Mama Z. Okay, Mama Z, we have a question for you. Yes. Um, there's a new study out yes, that says 20% of parents end up regretting the name that they give their child. Do you regret naming Sammy Sammy? Sammy? Absolutely not. Aww. Okay, because but... it's my favorite. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, probably you weren't uh, expecting that answer, but uh, uh, no, that was my favorite name of the whole world. See, oh, why was it still is? But here's but hold on, mom. Explain too that that was actually the second well, choice of me. my name. It'd be my name that I'm, I'm sorry for. Yeah. <laughs> Zainab. Yeah, that's that's the tough one. No, but mom, tell him. Okay, so remember you were telling me that originally though you guys were gonna call me another yes. name. Oh, oh, you have no idea. Yeah, your dad had the brilliant idea of calling you Abdisatar. Abdisatar. Uh, Abdisatar. Yeah. Try to say try to say that three times in a row. <laughs> Abbasatar. No way. Abbasatar. I'm like, okay. like, no way. Sammy, it is. Wow. So, short and sweet, just like my Sammy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Okay, Mama Z, we See? love you. Boom. Now, if anything. I love you too, guys. Zainab, now that's a bad name to have. Yeah. My dad's name, Mother. Now that's annoying. Everyone just calls him Mother all the time. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's, there's usually an expletive behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mom. I'll talk Bye, to you Mama later. Z. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. See you yeah. too. Love Bye. You. Love you too. Yeah, dude. My name's Chill. Because my mom also, I think her realizing that, like, under, like, being worldly and her traveling all the time, she looked and she's like, holy shit. Like, I don't know where I'm going to end up in my career. I don't know where I'm going to live, where my son's going to end up. But I'm Abdus Sattar. Like, 
he is fucked. He is only going to be able to live in Tunisia or in a very strict area of Dearborn, Michigan. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yes. Oh, my God. Like, I've been there. That's it. Like, I've just been like, uh, no. So I think, like, you know, with a name like Sammy, I've literally been all around the world, and every culture can pronounce Sammy in some way. Yes. You oh. know, everyone can. I've never had anyone mispronounce the name Sammy. Now, they spell it wrong all the fucking time. Don't care about that. But they can all say Sammy. <laughs> See, all I could think of is if your name was Absent-Zatar. Ab, abs- okay. Think about I it. I would call you Absent-Zatar, like Absent-Zatar sauce. Like Zatar, like Zatar, like the like the Lebanese spice yes, mix. That's all I can think of is absent Zatar. So I'd be absent Zatar, yeah, so, and all I, of a sudden I'd have my own brand of Lebanese sprinklings for your bread. Yes. Toast it so and I, just sprinkle a little absent Zatar. That is all I can think of. All right, here you want to call Mama Fresh, see if yeah. she. Uh, okay, the top one is her mobile. Try that. I want to see. I think she regrets Sarah because. Sarah's so common. Everybody in the 80s was named Sarah. Uh, Lastly on the list, though, 2% of parents said that they hated giving their kid the name that they ended up giving them because of celebrity hijacking. So, of course, there's kids out there, I guess, I'm assuming, with a name like Apple. I mention this all the time. I I know multiple people named Christopher Brown, and that sucks because their name is Chris Brown. Your call has been forwarded to an automated... Uh, Damn it, Mom. Answer your phone. Oh, no. Hold on. I wonder if... Oh, wait. Do you want to try it one more time? Oh, uh, yeah. Or do you want me to give you her house number? Give me what? Just give me the phone. I'll okay. call again. Uh, so anyhow, there there it is. I bet your parents, you'll have to ask them, because I bet your parents regret giving you their names. I, I wish I was named something else. I'm Don't you sure know what. people with really horrible names? I went to high school in Florida with a lady whose name was, her first name was Crystal, last name Beth. Lear, oh. middle name Shonda. So her name was literally Crystal Chandelier. <laughs> Like that's horrible. You, like you know what I mean. That is a horrible name. Or there's people. There's actually a. Fa- like, there's, I know for a fact because I have friends. I don't know them personally, but I have a friend that lives locally that went to high school with someone named Orangelo and Lamangelo, which is spelled orange jello and lemon jello. <laughs> no way. I swear it's this spelled. Seems like le- an urban it's, myth. Isn't and they live. They live around here. Like they live in the DMV area, and it's lemon jello and or- orange jello, or pronounced orangelo and lemangelo. Well, the the only person that I went to school with who got so much sort of like backlash is a girl. Not backlash, but she got made fun of for her name was a woman named Misty Morningwood, <laughs> and her parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she maybe she's not around. What's your mom doing? I have no idea. I'll text her. Um, so anyway, Misty Morningwood was the only one that. Like she and and it was absolutely true. Like she was conceived in a forest, like during a misty morning, and that's exactly why her parents named her that. And the poor woman. So her name was Misty Morning Wood. Wood was the last name. Yes. Oh, I thought her last name was Morning Wood. I was like, well, that's unfortunate to begin with. (laughs) No, Uh, Misty Morning Wood, and everyone called her all three names. That's awesome. Uh, A couple of click stories for you before we chat about uh, seven white stages of white people getting woke. And maybe you can maybe you can settle it for us what LBC stands for. Um, But anyway, overnight, Ryan Lochte has now been suspended from swimming for 10 months. So he has been suspended. The punishment is set to be handed out to the Olympian for his misrepresentation last month about what happened, of course, in the Rio games and at the gas station. Lochte is now being punished by the U.S. Olympic Committee. Um, And so Lochte is currently busy, of course, rehearsing for his upcoming Dancing with the Stars, which begins on Monday, but it's expected that the three other U.S. swimmers will receive shorter suspensions than his 10 months, which I think is good. Hope Solo's out. Ryan Lochte's at least getting a suspension. People are pissed about that. 
About Hope Solo? Because think about it. Ryan Lochte literally... Yeah, look at that double standard. Okay, Ryan Lochte sat there and committed a felony on foreign land while he was representing the United States. And he gets a 10-month suspension and can still be on Dance with the Stars, okay? Hope Solo... What like gets aggressive and says some talks some shit to a Swedish player, okay? Well, and now is... she's suspended for a year, and like completely fired for actually not even suspended, fired, taken off the team, has a year ban, and she's not doing anything like that. Like people are pulling the plug on her, you know, on her endorsements and shit. Well, here's the thing. So I always talk about this. That's what I used to say. And in my house, you know, my significant other, Dan, mm-hmm. is in the soccer world, right? Ben soccer the, never sleeps, baby. Soccer never sleeps is his motto. Now, he says that it's comparing apples to oranges because Hope Solo, hers was an accumulation. There's also an article I think that was out today that Hope Solo's suspension from the, and I believe just being fired essentially from the game, is a long history of several incidents that have happened and then now finally at the Olympics was her last straw. Well, I get it. I get the internet too and I know exactly what she's done over the past few years. Right. But I'm just saying though, supposedly they punish you, you're supposed to receive your punishment, you go through and that's it. That punishment is over. Clean slate again. That's my theory. If you're going to punish me, it's got to be clean slate again. So technically, she got she was on a clean slate again in my opinion, you know. She did well at the Olympics. She did fine. Like what the hell? Who cares? Um, I mean, I kind of agree with, look, I agree with you, but, uh, and I think that Ryan Lochte should have had a deeper, I mean, Ryan, I can't imagine... Lying on camera in front of millions of people. See, really, if they wanted to punish him, you know what they should have made him? They should have made him the spokesperson for U.S. swimming. (laughs) Make him speak. Okay, that's punishment. If you have six months that you have to go out there and actually answer questions, no one's going to tell you what to say. We're just going to make you speak and record it and have it publicized. He'll be so embarrassed about his actions, he will never do anything like that again. Well, according to Jill Ellis, who's the coach of the U.S. women's national team, she confirmed yesterday that the goalkeeper Hope Solo was punished for a series of transgressions, not just the unsportsmanlike comments after the team's loss at the Rio Olympics, and that Solo was suspended for six months and her contract was terminated by U.S. soccer. Uh, But they say it was an accumulation of things. I mean, I feel like both Hope Solo and Ryan Lochte had it coming to them. Um, You know, the days of the McMansions are over. Are you happy about this? You mean like the neighborhoods that look all the same? All the same with giant McMansions. If you remember the McMansion trend, which started around 2003, these were the mega mansions built out in suburbs around cities across the country. The average price was usually about $2 million for these mega homes that had anywhere from five to eight bedrooms. They say now, though, home choices have become much smaller and the days of the McMansions and those McMansion neighborhoods are over. In fact, the McMansions are the hardest homes now according to an article to even sell because they have have you I, I don't know the one thing i've learned right granted i've lived in a city for a while so i've always had apartments dude the smaller the apartment the better because really yeah. if you're living in a city especially like i do i don't spend that much time at home anyways and if i do i'm sleeping eating or like watching tv you know what i mean like i don't I really agree. need space i'm not trying to play ball I'm not trying to run around. I'm not trying to sit there and have huge events. Like, no, I live in a city. I can go outside and go to a bar and meet all my friends. Like, I meet everyone out in public. Every meeting I have, any sort of, like, gathering I have, it's always at a coffee shop or somewhere in the neighborhood or out, right? 
So to me, the, the idea of having this huge house seems like a pain in the ass to clean. That's it. Right? Like, well, that's what people cited. They say that the years of, like I mentioned, McMansions have come and gone, but overall 26% of sales have fallen in that category. And most people cite the upkeep. The houses are too big. McMansions, by the way, are anywhere from uh, 5,000 to 7,000 square feet, which is just huge. That's just the average. Many of them are even larger than that. But yeah, who wants to clean that crap? Not I don't know. Me. And they are so tacky. I feel like most McMansions became so tacky looking. So that's out. Um, also, have you realized, I thought this was really, really interesting, but millennials are having a hard time and are totally mixed up about what they believe in. So, for example, right, millennials complain about money, but then they live in high-end places. That's just one of the things um, for millennials. Do you believe this? Do you think we're mixed up in our beliefs? We want social justice for everybody, but then we actually don't do anything about it. Okay, that makes sense. Do you think that's where we are? Yeah. Uh, So they say millennials are just a constant contradiction. I thought this was shocking. This is a New York Post story. Millennials support more gun control, but then oppose an assault weapons ban. Really? I thought most millennials wanted assault weapons ban. But I think what they're doing is just like they're not... They're not. It's not the same group of millennials. You know what I mean? They're making it sound like it's the same person going, well, I want this, but I also want this. That's not it. What they're doing is they're asking people and they're taking percentages, right? And they're yeah. skewing the statistics to say that, well, this percentage of millennials, 23%, let's say, said that they want a gun ban, right? But then... Or, like, you know, said they wanted, like, less gun control, right? But then 24% said they wanted a ban on assault weapons. It's not the same 24, but they're making it sound like uh, we can't make our decision because it's the same one. Well, no, that's not right. They're, um, who this? this was written by, I guarantee, the, who, give me the well, author real quick. this is a New York Post article. Who's the author? Kyle gonna... Smith by Kyle Smith. Millennials are totally mixed up about what they believe in today. Um, excuse me, the article goes on to say they're blazingly optimistic millennials are, but then they're also terrified about how they're going to pay their bills. Uh, and they're, now millennials are being called the narcissistic humanitarians. Ding, ding. <laughs> Look at this. Exactly what I thought, Sarah. Man's old. Uh, what's the guy the man, he is? The guy's oh, super old, old, dude. Yeah, of course he's going to say that shit. He writes in the article, uh, millennials will tell telemarketers that they care about sustainability and cruelty to animals, yet their meat consumption is on par with previous generations. They love socialism okay, so long so as you it- hear this. So he's literally saying, you guys are doing exactly what we taught you to do. But yet now you have beliefs. You're hypocritical. Like, that's ridiculous. So you think this is – you is think just, this article is just stupid in the sense that just, he's trying to compare – He's just trying to compare, like, apples and oranges, like Dan said. Like, you can't sit there and say, like, yeah, of course we eat a lot of meat because that's what our parents taught us. That's how we were raised to do it. So, of course, we're going to have that same meat consumption. It takes years for people to be able to – like, how long did it take you to infiltrate your diet into your actual, like, lifestyle? You're still working oh, on like it, aren't you? Oh, like three years. Yeah, right? three okay. or four years. Three yeah. or four years. Okay. Mindfulness. So, so now them. they're going to say that all of a sudden because I come and I go, you know what? We should probably cut down on our meat consumption and, like, animal cruelty is – like, animal cruelty is not the same as eating meat. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, exactly. You're like, right. It's not the same. So stop trying to compare the same. Like, oh, like, no, no. I don't believe that you should sit there and, you know, abuse an animal. But, hey, if it was sitting there and it was doing well and it tastes delicious, I'm going to eat it. Like, I, I can say both. He goes on to say millennials uh, say they favor smaller government and lower taxes, but they also say they support more aid to the poor, even if that means more taxes. He writes, huh? Isn't it better when you take the position to an extreme and even more millennials get on board? Nearly three quarters say the government has a responsibility not just to spend more on the poor, but to guarantee that every citizen has a place to sleep at night and enough food to put on the table. You'd pretty much have to go back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt to find an American president on that wavelength. 
Really? And I, you know, it's funny because when he writes that statement, I completely agree. I look around and I think, oh my God, you know, there's so many mentally ill people that are out on our streets and I'm like, my God, we have an obligation to take care of people that can't take care of themselves yet all the, you know, I mean, years ago they got rid of mandated institutions, which I don't even want to start on that because, of course... It's it's a fine line of putting someone in an institution of if they can be there. I gotta say, don't blame us, man. All right, we have had three election cycles. Okay, as millennials, we have been involved for three election cycles. Do you understand what a drop in the pan and the drop in the pan that is? That's nothing. I know. Like we haven't had enough time to actually make any change. So unfortunately, we're still making up for all the bullshit that people older than us did. You know, and we're trying to fix it. That's it. Like it's so. I hate this whole like. Well, millennials is like no, no, no. We're there. We have to deal with that. You are the ones that told us go to college. You need a job. Go, you know, so you can get a house and all this shit. But then you make us go to college, and now we're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and we can't get ourselves ahead. And the jobs we have, by the way, job market totally dried up because now you, the same person that got a job right, right. out of college and had it, can't afford now, to retire. Now, now you can't afford to retire. And on top of that, you decide that, you know what, the same position that you got paid for originally should now be an unpaid internship because it'll save money on your bottom line. So don't Ooh. look at us like it's not me. Give it to him. Sammy no, Grant. This I is like DC. This, this is like this is the the, the capital of internships. Okay, it and is those true. jobs they say what like seventy five percent of internships now in the District of Columbia. You go back thirty years; those are actual paid jobs. I completely, I couldn't agree with you, you know? more. I think there's a lot to be said about that. And so, yes, you have the opportunity to learn, but the fact is you're taking jobs away from people that actually legit need jobs, and they do that for their bottom line. When I see companies, and by companies, I'm saying this in quotes, and I guys can't see the quotes, but companies that are th- like two people, right, and you're, and you're starting some stupid thing, and all of a sudden you hey. listen, hey, no, same <laughs> idea, okay? And you have people showing up to do, like, filing for you, to send emails for you, to set up your schedule, to literally be a personal assistant, and you call them an intern? No, 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 that's not an internship. That is just indentured servitude, and that is all that is. Ooh, like, I... Like, it's a true... And it's, don't blame me. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not like I sat there. I'm trying to make a difference, but what can I do? I'm not, I don't have enough money yet. I don't have enough to sit there and start paying young people to come and work for me. You know, I'm not there yet. Unfortunately, the people that are, they're the ones trying to cut their bottom line and doing all that and then blaming us for why we can't. You're like, well, you went to college. When I was your age, I had a house and I had this. Yeah, well, also, when you were my age, houses were way cheaper comparatively speaking. I know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine buying a house now in the 80s? But I think my parents' first house was like $19,000. Yeah. It was like a four-bedroom home That's in ridiculous. Maine. Can you imagine? And that was like a house that had four walls and windows. Like, you could actually move in. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Now, $19,000 literally gets you a cardboard box <laughs> with, a, with some cellophane on the outside. I know. Uh, Lastly, for your click story, Sammy, can you imagine being married to a woman for the past 25 years and your relationship was so toxic that you decided to rob a bank and go to jail rather than go home to her? Actually, I could see myself being in that situation 25 (laughs) years from now. Yes. I could totally see that. Wait, which one? The woman that's nagging the guy? Are you you nagging your wife or you're the guy robbing the bank to go to jail? I could see myself being there just being so fed up with the kids, being so fed up with, like, you know, my family life, my wife, everything. I just go, fuck it. I walk up, see a cop, slap him in the face and go, sorry, officer. 
Need to go to jail now. All right. Uh, 70-year-old Lawrence John Ripple was arrested this week in a Kansas City bank, um, and he had given the teller a note basically saying, you know, I've got a gun, hand over all the money. Then he sat in the lobby and waited for police to come and said, I'm the right guy. He said, I'd rather go to jail uh, than go back home to my wife. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, that's a man who knows what he wants. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, my God. I think that's hysterical. I want to know, like, can you imagine what she had to do? Because I, th- I don't like, even know. How bad could it be? Like, how think bad? about you nagging Dan. Like, do you think you've ever got to a point that you can nag Dan to a point yeah. that you would want to sit there and actually rob a bank? I and think he's go to there. Prison? <laughs> All right. I think he would be on the... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, never mind then. That's the answer, Mike. Dan, here's Dan's issue, though. Dan thinks that I'm a nagger. Dan thinks that, you know, I make I can't make up my mind, that I, I'm too wishy-washy. I change my mind all the time. Dan thinks all these things. But what I say to Dan is Dan has not, aside from myself, and we've been together like a little over three years, Your right? argument's already starting to sound wishy-washy, but okay, go. No! He has not dated enough people prior to me because he got, like, sucked into work. You know, his father passed away. He had some things that happened in his life. He hasn't dated enough people to realize I'm the most stable that he's ever going to get. Like, I am really good. So, like, so what you need to do, okay? What? You, you, I'm ready. I'm ready for ideas because we're at that point. Where it's Star, like, okay, clear the Star Wars plates haven't been working, all right? As much as <laughs> I, I tried them last night. As much as I thought they were going to work, clearly they're not working. All right, so yeah. we, need to have, we need to have a man intervention. What's a man intervention? Okay, so we're going to have to sit. Dan doesn't have to, Dan can't know about this. You're going to have to somehow get him to avoid listening to this episode. Okay, number right. 111. Episode 111, he won't listen to. All right, to. good. Okay. okay. So he's going to sit there, and it's just like an intervention, but it's when other men show up, right? And they tell him, holy shit, man. Like, so like I would sit down and be like, Dan. Let me tell you, dude, dating isn't as much fun as you think it is. Like, you have something good there, you need to take it. Look it. She hasn't had a turd fly out (laughs) mid-sex. You know, she hasn't had her brother threaten to kill you. She hasn't threatened to kill you. Um, she hasn't stolen your dog and ran through an apartment complex. Um, she hasn't, you know, sat there and tore up a picture of your cousin because she thought it was an ex-girlfriend of yours. She like, And I could list off all the crazy shit that's yes. happened to me in my life and we be like, get other Dan, guys. like, okay, like you haven't gotten punched in the face randomly by a guy because he, because you had no idea that you were sleeping with his girlfriend. You haven't had like, why Dan? Because Sarah, honestly, in the spectrum, she's in the top 10%. You know, she is the 10% that gets into grad school, that gets into law school, right? Like, top 10%, okay? Unfortunately, I'll tell you this, I've dated the other 90%. They were fun, Dan, but I'm glad I left with no scars. Only only mental ones, no physical ones. Okay? Because he thinks it's rough. And then you'll have a guy sit down, you know, and you'll have someone else... Sit down and be like, hey, what's up, man? I'm married. I'm happy. Da, da, da. But I'm not going to lie to you. I had a girlfriend before this that I just wish I would have stayed with instead. Like, my life. You know what I mean? Like, tell him. You got to get. It's a man intervention. So it's other okay. men sitting down and telling him, like, hey, dude, here's it. You know, then there's then the, finally the last guy. The guy's like, dude, my girlfriend nags all the time. Drives me fucking crazy. Right. But let me tell you how my productivity and how my life has changed in the past 10 years. There you go. You know, it actually gives him like a chart and everything. So that way he reads like, OK, cool. So you need a man intervention. I love the man intervention. Mm-hmm. This is genius. It just start, but see, but you got to go through the steps. So I got to tell him all the tragedy first. Then he's got to realize that, hey, this is what you could miss out on. And then finally, here's I have a Sarah. And look at she nags me all the time. She doesn't let me eat off of anything but the china that she chose that matches our crate and barrel whatever napkin set. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, you're like nailing okay. this. Boom. But look at man, I'm good. All right. I'm set now. Everything's easy. It's disco. That's it. Oh my god, I love it. This this is going to be the next step. Except this for is... now, Dan knows it's coming. So no, any... I'll get him to skip this episode. It's totally fine. You oh, do I love really that, like Sammy. Dan. You can't listen to this episode. He's just going to listen to it and want to listen to it more. No, I, I feel like I'll, I, I can convince him to skip it. Okay. I will. I will do that. Look, we're still having the bait. The debate. LBC. So yesterday, you know, on the show, uh, apparently I started off really white. All right. Sounding real white. And that's an ongoing theme here. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Sarah so white. And it's true. Like, I'm always. And that's what I want people to get from this podcast. We are anything goes to entertain and inspire. That's why we'll go from talking about Sammy's sex life or my sex life or turds right into an inspirational interview. That's what this podcast is all about. Okay. We want you to. We want to make you think and think differently, okay? So, yesterday on the show, you know, I was acting a little white, whiter than I normally do. And we were talking about LBC. You were asking me what LBC stands yeah. for. And you had said you had Long said Beach Long County. Beach County. Long, oh, Long Beach County. County. Long okay. Beach County. We need to know once and for all. We may ha we'll have to tweet at Snoop Dogg to find this out. Is it Long Beach County? Is it because then people yesterday were tweeting Long Beach California, and then people were tweeting Long, Long Beach, Beach Compton. Compton. What is it? See? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I always thought it was, but then I realized afterwards there's no Long Beach County anyways. So I guess I was confused. So I think it's Long Beach City, maybe, is what I meant to say. Oh, Lord, my mind is blown. So now it could but, be Long Beach City, Long Beach, California, Long Beach, Compton. Or Long Beach County. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Or it could also be, like you said, what, Long Booty Coin Holder? Is that what you <laughs> said it stood for? Yeah, I thought that could be it, too. That makes sense. Um, look, social media, you need to be following us at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E on Instagram and Twitter, and then HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Sammy's is the S-A-M-Y-K, only one M across the board. You can find him on all social media outlets there. Uh, two things we want to remind you about, too. Uh, you want to see this podcast live? You want to be a part of this? Our next live show is Arlington, Virginia. It's September 23rd. Tickets are on sale. Eventbrite.com slash Hayfresh podcast. You can buy them there. Our last five shows have sold out. You're going to want to be there. Mm -hmm. It's going to be lo lots of fun. We'll announce who our special guest is probably next week on the show. And you know it's going to be epic because I'm coming out to Virginia. Sammy is actually crossing the river. I'm actually crossing the river. I'm leaving the District of Columbia. I'll be there. And when I'm there, I'm there for keeps. Like, I make it, you know what I mean? I'm like, there for keeps. I make it so that I don't have to come back for a solid year. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a mess. Well, come out and see us. And then also our campaign, our election night party, November 8th. We are still raising money to get into the Trump Hotel Suite. We're going to be calling the Trump Hotel Suite today to see if we can reserve it. So that's a GoFundMe backslash election night. you got to donate to one of those. Because you got to donate to either to get in. you got to buy a ticket or donate to that. One or the other. So pretty much you're just buying a ticket regardless. Buy a ticket regardless. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yesterday in our whole discussion, um, I was tagged in a story called Seven Stages of White People Getting Woke. Mm -hmm. And essentially this is an article on how white people need to become more aware of, <clears throat> especially Black Lives Matters issues, and basically other racial issues that are happening. Because a lot of Americans, white Americans, believe that we're living in a post-racial America where a lot of this discrimination doesn't happen. And I'll, t I'll be really brutally honest with you. 
Yeah. I have not been around. Like, I haven't seen somebody. I've not actually witnessed with my eyes seen someone be targeted. Aside from what you see on TV. And I'm not, when I say that, I'm not doubting for one second. So don't take that as I'm doubting for a minute that this happens. I've, I've got awareness for sure. But I think it's weird because I do go through life being treated differently. And I'm wondering what my life would be like as a black woman. Well, it'll be way different. First off, and also, I think that the reason you don't get a witness, and a lot of people, they think that they live in this society because they're not going to the areas that's actually, you know, really happening. happening. Like, you're staying in your nice little white suburb with your white picket fence, you know, playing with your dog and your neighbor's dog and having barbecues with everyone else in the neighborhood. Yeah, dude, you're, you're only going to see what happens in your neighborhood. The world's much larger than that. You know, and I think a lot of people sit there and they consider their world to be the world, which that's not true. You know what I mean? Your world is so small, comparatively speaking, to what else is going on around you that you need to sit there. You need to step outside. I mean, I could point you to go in neighbors that you just naturally are going to sit there and see how, you know, police treat different, you know, treat people differently, how uh, right. shopkeepers treat people differently, how barkeepers, how security, how anything, like right. how people are treated differently. You got to go out. If you're around a bunch of white people, they're all going to be treated the same. I No, I agree. So I hope I'm trying to be more aware. We try and have interviews. Joe Madison, who's a historic NAACP member and also has a very popular show on Sirius XM. He talks a lot about race. He's been on. Uh, we had your friend Frank Mills, who also talked talked about uh, the history of whiskey and we try and talk a lot about race relations. I really hope so because mm-hmm. I want people to think differently and I want to learn. And I have a niece who's half Jamaican and half Irish. Like, you know, I I have to make the world better for her. Is that part of uh, the stay and woke thing that you shouldn't be claiming like you're one tie to it? <laughs> No. You know what I mean? Oh, what? Well, you don't like me using that as an example? Well, I don't. Th- here, I just think that it's it's a very, here, I think it's a very white thing to say. To sit there and, no, to sit there and be like, and trust me, like, I get it, guys. I have a half Jamaican niece, all right? It's like. She's half black and half white. Yeah, but that's like saying, like, guys, I under, like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't Maybe your niece gets it, but I don't think you get it because it's like, maybe like, guys, I get it. Like, I have a gay friend. I understand. Like, oh, I, it sounds I have gay like, uncle, so I but it sounds like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, oh, no, but guys, I, I, I have a black friend. It's cool. Like, no, that's not, that's not what she's like. That's kind of, doesn't it kind of how it sound like? All I was saying is I want to be aware of what's going on for her yeah. to help ma- make it better. Okay, that's different. <clears throat> so here are the st- seven stages for white people getting woke. Should Number get the, one. Should I get the buzzer ready? The ding, ding? Yeah, because I want you to know, I want to see how many I already qualify for. Recognition is number one. Maybe the seed was planted by the execution of Trayvon Martin. Maybe the videos of Tamar Rice and Michael Brown, Tamar Rice, excuse me, and Michael Brown or Freddie Gray or Eric Garner made you kind of wake up and recognize. Okay. I think I have recognition, right? Uh-huh. Number two is research. After recognition, it becomes all about research, reading books that may be uncomfortable to read, reading about privilege and the ways the world has opened doors for you based on your skin color. Okay, that would be really good. I need to actually read Yeah, you need to do more research. Okay, I, I've watched or, Freedom where you, Summer. But it's where you get your research, too. Like, 
I would say that if you're getting your research from PBS and the Daily Mail, it's probably not, you know, the oh, best. Like, oh, You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think, like, get, like, some other research. Like, there's other research out that you can find, you know? Uh, how about this? Number three on the list. Am I at the feel stage? Although knowledge is power, all the knowledge you now have makes you feel helpless. What should you do with your privilege? How can you help? How do you do your part to make things more equal? You're only one person, so you feel horrible that you can't do anything to help. So it's going through those feelings. Okay. What do I I do? You think I've got feelings, the feeling part down? Well, I feel like you're helpless because, you know, we bring it up on the show quite often that you just, you feel so white and you don't know what to do and you want to get it. It's like you're acknowledging that. So I'll give you that one. (laughs) Number four, connect. Uh, You go deep into the world of black Twitter. Okay. I'm, this is obviously, I don't know this one. I'm not there yet. I didn't realize that there's like a a black Twitter that there's like. No, Sarah, it's not actually like Twitter for black people. (laughs) No, I know. But. It says you laugh because black Twitter is so fun and full of awesome gifts. Literally everything black Twitter does is cooler than anything else that's happening on Twitter. You follow at DeRay, which is, of course, DeRay. I'm going to say, right, Mickelson? Mickelson? Um, I just know him by DeRay. I don't know. Okay. All right. Maybe I don't need his last name. But I do follow DeRay, by the way. So do I get like a half a point? Uh, okay. We'll give you a half a point for that. But like, do you really Connect. follow? But you don't really follow like... Like, you know, like, you don't, like, it's different, like, it's great. Like, I have a lot of, like, for instance, I have a lot of friends that I follow, and I love their Twitter accounts, man. Okay, I need to follow And they just retweet a lot of stuff from Black Twitter, which, you know, I feel... I'm, I am in. I'm definitely in uh, for that, 100%. All right, right, I'll give you that just for DeRay, but then you're also getting a a buzzer. Oh, wait, thanks. (laughs) Number five is defend. Once you know what you know, you can't stay silent on the matter. You start posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever possible. Lots of people agree with you, and you start feeling hopeful that society's consciousness is changing. I think I try to post. I post about, you know, this podcast of who we have on. Right? Do you think I'm posting enough? Uh, Sorry, no. And number six, um, they say, uh, or number six is purge. And there's one more mute, block, unfriend, hide, post, unfollow, breathe. Every white, every woke white person eventually has to go through an exhaustive social media purge of racist cousins and unfriend them. Okay, haven't I have begun to do that? Not family members, but um, because my family members, I, I don't think I've seen any family members post anything racist, but I have unfriended people. I, are you I kidding me? Real... I purge on the regular. I go through, if you write something stupid, here's what I do. Actually, there's people out there that maybe listen. I doubt they do because usually what I write is I'll see what they wrote. The really racist comment or the racist remark or whatever is ignorant that they're posting. I go and I write, you're an idiot. And I actually spell it correctly too. You know what I mean? I don't write you are. I actually write it Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. <laughs> okay. You're an idiot. And then I unfriend them. That's it. Uh, number seven on the list. Well, and here's the thing, too, is I unfriend. I have a real problem, and maybe this is a white, maybe this is hashtag Sarah so white, but I have a real problem with the N-word. I don't like the, the N-word. Just, I don't like when anyone uses it. But, but it's I not don't your, think that's me not, to judge. Yeah, yeah. it's not your word to judge. So I unfriend a lot of people of all races who use that, because I just, with the exception mm. of our friend Miko Grimes. There you go, Sarah. Miko uses it a lot, and I, I like her. Uh, and number seven is dream. Eventually you realize and hope that America's consciousness is evolving there's a light in the distance you can focus only on you can't focus only on the negative you begin to see productivity all right that is what you uh, you are very good at looking at the positive i i love being optimistic yeah. so there you go all, all right, right well i've got some work to do i think i only had what three that's still though three out of seven thank you you know you're like you're just finished you're like you know you it's when you wake up at like five thirty in the morning to take a pee 
and you go back to bed for a little bit, you're around there on your woke stage. Like, you're not completely woke yet, but you're on your way up. All right. Um, so we're probably transitioning to this song. I don't know if it'll be good or bad, but supposedly um, this new song, Broccoli, this new rap song is supposed to be a hot new song. And I feel like, again, this is why I'm so white. Because it's baby, Big Baby Dram, or Big Baby D-R-A-M, Broccoli featuring Little Yachty. Okay, and... And it's all about, I guess, smoking the broccoli. Oh, really? What yeah. is broccoli? So are they actually smoking broccoli, or what are they doing? Um, well, I realize that broccoli is weed. Almost 16 million views. I was at Fox 5 the other day, and the women were watching this, and they were like, oh, this is going to be the new hot song of the fall. And I was like, really? Again, this is when you know you're so white. Weed is called broccoli. Have you known that forever? Sarah, there's a broccoli fest in our in our backyard every what? year in DC. When? It's broccoli fest. I've been to it. Oh my god, I had and no guess what idea. people do there, Sarah. Will smoke, they smoke the broccoli? Smoke tons of broccoli. God, I love that. I'm smoking of, that broccoli. This is mumble rap, Sarah. <laughs> What's mumble rap? Mumble rap. Where they just kind of mumble and they rap at the same time. Little Yachty does it. Fetty Wap does it. You know. Oh, you kind of mumble and then rap. I got the broccoli. Anyway, there you go. If you already knew that song, you're way ahead of the trend, but heads up. Um, Sammy, do you think you would ever use it? What? <laughs> Nothing. No. I like to keep people current on. I mean, we're ahead of the curve on this podcast. We are. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah, we're exactly. trying to figure out what LBC means. We're so ahead <laughs> of the curve. Um, hey, do you think you would use a urinal that after you went to the bathroom, it cleaned your genitals? Like, like it sprayed it, up? <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's the thing: is like there's been this, and I didn't realize it was such an issue. But there's two kind of male tinklers out there, right? Okay. Using a urinal. There's the guy. There's the there's the poker. What's the poker? That's the guy that literally just undoes his fly and just pokes it out, you know, and just like lets his his shaft just thing out a little bit. Like, you know what? I realized. Hold on, we never played. We never the, played the, we never played the disclaimer. Oh this is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised in force. Wait, parties. does it even matter right now? No, now we've got. But, okay, the A Fresh podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh, no, nah, well, tough luck. It's already done, anyways. So. Oh my god. Well, anyways, so there's the pokers, the guy that like the guys that just put, you know, just the actual schween out, right? Poke that out, and that's how they pee. Or there's a guy that drops it all. There's probably. a guy that literally sits and there and pulls out him. both the balls and everything and just like <laughs> sits there. Right? Well, I'm that guy, okay? Like, I'm that guy that like when I pee, like, I don't, I bust it out. Like, I undo my top things and I bust out the whole thing. You know, I'm not just like poking it out. Like, I'm not trying to hide it. Like, I'm just like, I'm here, guys. You know why I'm here. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my issue is I didn't a I, I didn't realize how weird I was because I guess I don't pay attention too much when I'm peeing, which I know is surprising to a lot of people that I don't pay attention to other people when I'm peeing, but I really don't. And my friends are like, dude, that is the, the fuck you're like that kid that you're like the kid in like first grade that pulled your pants all the way down to your ankles to take a pee at the urinal. And I was like, no, dude. He's like, that's the adult version of that. I was like, no. So here, I personally. I would appreciate a machine that would sit there and give me a little spritz up because I've already got it all out anyways, so that's part of my natural routine. But I don't think there's many guys that actually do. Like, most guys just have, like, you know, 
Just have it poking out a little bit. Well, it's called Urinary 2.0. They're going to also have a female version, but right now it's a hands-free. I mean, this is high tech, and it's in toilet, I guess, whatever, accessories or the toilet design business is a whole thing. So they're saying that right now you can purchase it privately for your house, but the hope is that eventually it becomes uh, available in public places or for restaurants. Um, Once you have gone to the bathroom, the high-tech urinal will proceed to spray soapy water this is why this story is this so is awesome. Okay, keep it going. It, this is the story quote. Okay, it will spray soapy water on your quote tallywhacker for thirty seconds well. and dry it immediately afterwards. Uh, to make the experience even comfier, the urinary packs numerous sensors that not only monitor your stream and act and activate the cleaning mechanism as soon as you're done, but they also adjust, adjust the warmth of the water based on the temperature in your bathroom. I this mean, that's is insane, awesome. right? Uh, no word on the price. As I mentioned, you can go to their website and then get a price quote, Urinary 2.0. They're also hoping to have a female version out in 2017 or 2018. I just wondered if you'd be excited about that. If you I just like in. that you didn't share the title of the article because the title is the best part, Sarah. It says right here when I look it up, <laughs> live like a king with this dick bidet. <laughs> That's what the title says up here. Live like a king with this dick bidet. Now that's a title right there. Who's that editor? They're getting a they're getting a plus one for me. <laughs> the dick bidet. Oh my god. Anyhow. Uh, I so, mean I mean make why not? Like if you have the money, if you want to spend eight hundred dollars to have, you know, to do that. I mean, if you think about it, how many men really you're only washing it when you're in the shower. Oh, you know, and you don't really wipe it that much, like because they don't have. You know what I mean? They don't have toilet paper next to a, next to a urinal, so you just kind of got to shake it until there's no more. But it's still gonna have stuff. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize man problems. As a woman, I guess it would be interesting to have one as well. I'm assuming it's for women. It would kind of be just like a bidet, right? It would just, Maybe it's called a bidet. Yeah, it would blow hot air on your hoo ha. Well, I guess dry, dry it afterwards. You. No, yeah. that's gonna. There's okay. That's gonna lead to a lawsuit. I wish it would wax me because that would be so much easier. I'm oh, really? You. Yes. I don't think there's plumbing systems out there that could that could actually uh, <laughs> handle that. You know what? It's it it actually is quite bad now. I am really. I am so rebelling against the hair trend. Yesterday, I was leaving here, the DC Improv. I was walking down the street, and I saw a woman who doesn't shave her legs, and I had to stop her and talk to her. I was so proud of her. She was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, like, rebelling against the hair trend. And I'm like, you are my inspiration. I would love... I I completely let my hoo-ha go. Like, I don't even want to trim. Oh, I have too, Sarah. But it's not because I'm rebelling (laughs) against the hair trend. I'm just lazy. (laughs) I just... It's so much maintenance. And I thought to myself, I wish I was as brave as this woman that I could just let my leg hair grow in and do it. Why not? What are you worried about, Sarah? It's not like they can see leg hair on, you know, on TV. I think they could. They can. I mean, it was really obvious by this woman. Real obvious. I know. I saw the picture, and I was like, why is Sarah taking pictures of people's legs? And then I realized you talked to her, and I was like... I was so jealous. I was like, oh my God, you're my inspiration today. She's like, yeah, I just rebel against this. You should just move to Montreal. Let's move the podcast to Quebec, Sarah. (laughs) I would. I would love that. Um, All right, look, I'm going to give you three stories before we... We have another advice question from a plus-size model who wants our opinion on things. Okay, which of these stories do you want to talk about? Uh, The revolution against rich parasites that's now happening at Burning Man, and now people are worried that going to happen in other neighborhoods around the country. Okay. Uh, the new seamless for food waste that lets you buy restaurant surplus food for anywhere from 3 to $5. 
um, or the most annoying question that people ask you based on your state. So, meaning Ooh, the I most wanna... annoying question to ask people for, from each state. Yes, I want to know this because I feel like I may know what it is from my state of Iowa. Okay, all right, uh, then we'll do that one first. Um, so, Sammy's from Iowa, and they say this. Uh, here's the most annoying question. But didn't Indiana invent the pork tenderloin sandwich? Do you think that's the most annoying what, question? Who the fuck wrote this? No, they're clearly <laughs> Thrillist. No. Thrillist? Well, Thrillist is stupid, okay, for this one. No. The, the question, the most annoying question that everyone from Iowa gets is this. Oh, isn't that where you guys have all the potatoes? And that's when you have to look at them and be like, God damn it, that's Idaho. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have corn. Okay, that is the most annoying question that I get all the time. People mistake you for the potato state. I get, no, it's so it's it's so ridiculous. Uh, every time I would say one out of ten times when I tell someone I'm from Iowa, they go, "Oh shit!" Like where they have all the potatoes, and oh I have to be like, God. "No, that's Idaho. I'm from Iowa." I grew up in Maine. They say the most annoying question you can ask a Mainer is, "Have you ever been to Eventide Oyster Company?" Uh, again, that's like a terrible one. Uh, this this article is awful. Yeah, what do they say? They the have most these... annoying question to ask people from each state. No, I haven't even, I haven't even been there. What do they say about like New York? Um. Okay, hold on. Oh, well, here's like, Maryland. Okay, by the way, yeah, Maryland, New York, California. I want to hear some. Uh, other ones. Maryland is this. This is the most annoying question you could ask someone from Maryland. How true is it that the scene in The Wire, in which relays back to the favorite scene from The Wire, usually the one with Omar meeting up with brother. Uh, Mozone. I don't even know how that is. Um, but how true is that scene in The Wire? That's the most annoying question you okay, can ask. Okay, if from Baltimore, person. I understand that people do always ask them about The Wire for some reason. Oh my God. Um, I, really? I would think it would have something to do with crabs. Yeah, but I mean, this is clearly someone like that's like I think it's thrillist saying not like they're they're major city people. You know what I mean? New York. The most annoying question. You got any guesses for New Yorkers? You'll never get this. No, of course I'm not going to get it. I don't know. Is it, where's your favorite piece of pizza? Close. What should I do in New York? That's the most annoying question you can ask a New Yorker. That just shows how pretentious New Yorkers are. (laughs) Ohio? Cleveland's River didn't really catch on fire, did it? That's the most annoying question you could ask someone from Ohio. Oregon? So you're like a hipster, huh? That's the most annoying question you could ask someone from Oregon. Okay, but well that's true though. That's not a question. That's a statement. That's what you. That's a statement there. Um. Well, the huh doesn't that make it a question? No, no, no. It's more. So you're like, like a hipster, huh? No, it's. I think they're saying is you're a hipster, huh? <laughs> How about this, uh, South Carolina? Did you just call it the War of Northern Aggression? Question mark. That's the most annoying question you could ask someone oh, from wow, South Carolina. Oh wow. Okay. So civil war joke. I get it. Uh, Virginia, are you from D.C., Virginia, or normal Virginia? That's the most annoying question. <laughs> Which I'm assuming is that mean like Northern Virginia is different than Virginia? No, I think they're trying to say like Northern Virginia, as we call it, that's D.C., Virginia. Nova would be D.C., Virginia, because it's attached to D.C. Ah, gotcha, and the rest gotcha, of the gotcha. state, like Richmond, Blacksburg, all those other loonies. Oh, my God. Anyway, those are some of the ones. Uh, the most annoying one for West Virginia, do canaries really die first in coal mines? Really? No. There's <laughs> no way that someone's meeting someone from West There's no way that the most popular question when someone meets someone from West Virginia is about canaries dying in a coal mine. You are giving people way too much credit. The question is, so, have you ever kissed your cousin? I guarantee that's probably the first question. Like, this is bullshit. Who are, like, Thrillist, oh, you're God. dropping the ball. I, I, I will say, all my friends that used to work for Thrillist quit. So I know they've been sucking for a while. <laughs> Utah, do you have any sister wives? Of course. Okay, now that makes sense That to one's me. a good one. New Hampshire. So you really like NASCAR, huh? 
What? What the fuck? What? Well, not, they're in um, in New Hampshire, they're known for their. There's a big NASCAR race that happens in New Hampshire, so I guess there's it's a the only huge thing. NASCAR race that happens in pretty much every state. <laughs> if there are white people, they will come. Okay, like Mississippi. Most annoying question: Have you ever checked the national obesity rates recently? Okay, well, that's, I believe they are the most obese state in the nation. I've heard that before. Um, they also say from Massachusetts, do you park your car in Harvard Yard? Okay, now that's that'd be, that's annoying. And I feel so like annoying. people always try to do that Boston accent. Oh, you get in your car. You're from Boston. You pack your car. Anyhow, there are the most annoying questions. Understood. Uh, let's leave you with a little advice question today. We had someone write to us who is a plus-size model. She says she's a size 18, um, and she's making pretty decent money, she says, according to her email. But here's the catch. Recently, she says that some modeling agencies have actually asked her to gain more weight. Ooh. So she says, Sarah and Sammy, I'm wondering what I should do. I am making great money and supplementing my income by doing this plus-size modeling thing, but at what size am I just becoming so unhealthy? They're telling me that if I were between a 26 and a 28, I'd have even more business. So that's gaining like 10, well, you're going from a size 18 to a size 26, several sizes. That's a lot, isn't it? What's your advice? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Is it your passion? Is it your career? Is it your livelihood? Is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? Do it. Gain the weight? You got to do it. I mean, no. look, actors do this all the time. People that want to act, right, if you want to be in the movies, they're gaining weight, they're growing their hair, they're cutting their hair, they're growing beards, they're losing weight, they're doing all this, right? People that want to work in people that want to work in kitchens, they do these crazy sacrifices where they're working at their job all day long and they're stodging and they're traveling around and working for free and doing all like this stuff. But this is life like, or death to some extent. But it's not okay. It's not life or death. Like they're not gonna kill her. She's not so obese that like that's not gonna kill you. Okay. Now she's gonna. Now you can do that. Make your money. Do what you got to do. Then get out. Like people do this all the time. Professional wrestlers. I mean, athletes. There's a lot of people. There's people that anything that you consider, I would consider to be an elite job, right? There's a certain amount of sacrifice that you have to do because there's people that are going to do it if you're not going to. So here, if you don't want to, cool, don't do it. But guess what? Someone else is going to do it, and they're going to take that job from right on from under you. I mean, the hardest part is that's actually not bad advice. My thing would be this: Can't you just model at size eighteen? Model for agencies that want a size eighteen? But no, that's not how it works, Sarah. Okay, that's see, that's a shitty answer to give them. Because, Why? Cause just pick and choose your jobs. But that's but that's not how it is. If you really want to do it, if they're looking for someone that's a certain type of you know skill or a certain level or a certain look, you can't be like, well, then just don't worry about them. You do what you got to do. It's like telling a musician, like, well, you know what? Well, I get the the major record labels don't want to sign you. So you know what you do? Go find other people that want to sign your music. And well, do don't you have to be true to you? No, it's but that's, not, like but that's not about being true to you. That's that's a because to, that's saying that you can still do you and you'll be successful. No, no, no. If you want to do this job and you want to be successful at it, you are going to have to do what everyone else is. You're going to have to sit there and sacrifice more than what they're doing. Which means if they're telling you that you need to be at size 26, 28 to get more gigs, you're going to have to do that. If someone came to me tomorrow and was like, hey, man, your show's doing really well, but you know what? We can increase this, this, this. All you have to do is dye your hair orange and lose 20 pounds. Guess what? Even I would, even though I'd look like a fucked up carrot top, okay, I would still sit there and I would dye my hair orange and I would get this. Because guess what? I know that if I don't do it, someone else will, especially in our industry. If you say no, 
There's someone that's going to say yes. But so you got to find a way, but you got to find a way to balance it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You're now you've switched and you're no, giving I'm my not, advice. I'm not saying about. I say you should just go for it. Like it's it's weight loss. Who cares? Uh, it's not the like they're making you smoke with meth. Weight, you know I what mean, I mean? I I don't know. I mean, you bring up a really good point because the thing is, is there are people in the NFL that use steroids to get ahead, or baseball, or whatever it is. No, did I just play footsie? Why the fuck is your foot on my side of the table anyways? <laughs> just like for two minutes, put your foot there. Um, I think you got to think long and hard about it. It is a major decision. The problem with the weight is like I so many should... health issues come from that. And then there's no guarantee. The pro- I don't know. But, but those then health there's a issues risk in everything. Are, but they're not, it's not like, because, okay, really, Sarah? So all of a sudden you gain this weight and you're a size 26 for five, six years. All right? Make your money cash out you can lose the weight it's very difficult you know what i mean like one of my favorite quotes is you can fix fat but you can't fix ugly you know what i mean so like that's why i don't mind being fat because i know i can always fix this but like someday you'll be hollywood i have friends of mine that are skinny but i was like yo but like you're ugly like you can't ever fix ugly like i can fix fat I can't wait to see you go through your transformation because it's so funny as people get money and then become Hollywood like you're going to go from this you're, you have a fine body you look great but then you're going to become this little muscle man I'm that'll not. be like Fuck you. oh yeah right Absolutely you'll have not. a trainer you'll be looking so good no no my advice is this I, I do actually agree with Sammy on this one because I think you've got to just be comfortable with what you want to do is it your passion do you want it yeah you could gain the weight and do it for a couple years absolutely like I said, if, if I, you don't, if you're not comfortable with it, you don't really love it. It's a side business, and you feel that your health is more important. Then I would follow that, and I would, advi- I would talk to a doctor. If they told me tomorrow, Sammy, you need to speak like Gilbert Gottfried every day on the air, and I guarantee you a million dollars, my ass would be sitting there talking like Gilbert Gottfried every day. <laughs> Every day. No questions <laughs> That's asked. That's a lot different than gaining an additional probably 85 pounds. How is talking like this any different, Sarah? That's Are you kidding me? That's the fucking worst. No way. <laughs> if you have an advice question, Sarah, you can email me, Sarah, at HeyFrage.com. It's S-A-R-A-H. Uh, give us your feedback. Got a story tip you want us to talk about? Fabulous. Let us Ow, know. Oh, that hurt. We love you. Speaking of like Gilbert Godfrey, hurts. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.